Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 122 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. I dearly love to see a Mothman. And we're your hosts with the posts. Every week, Christian, myself, or a listener select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic, as chosen by a listener named Alexander, is cryptozoology. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into what the fuck that is, uh, Christian, uh, how did Alexander get to choose a topic? Did he just uh, DM you and politely ask, or did he give us cold, hard motherfucking cash? Yeah, he gave us money. He has been a patron over on patreon.com slash report this post for a number of months, and in mm-hmm. doing so, he got the choice of which episode topic he wanted us to cover. And cryptozoology was the one he chose. Yes. And uh, did did you happen to uh, speak to uh, young, wonderful Alexander? Uh, if he was uh, attracted to Bigfoot or Mothman or anything like that, because <laughs> as we'll find out in this episode, there are several folks like that. I didn't ask him. No, I did not. Okay. Well, we'll just assume he really wants uh, to fuck Bigfoot. But uh, cryptozoology, what precisely is this funky word? Perhaps the longest worded topic we've had yet. Of one word, probably. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a pseudoscience um, that studies and tries to prove the existence of entities from folk- folklore uh, like Bigfoot, Chupacabra, uh, Loch Ness Monster, um, but it doesn't follow the scientific method, and it's con- so it's considered a pseudoscience. And it's not a branch of zoology nor folkloristics. And it was mm-hmm. founded in the 1950s by zoologist Bernard Huvelmans and I- Ivan T. Sanderson. Mm. So two guys got together to found a fake s- science. That's okay. right. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so yeah, they don't follow the scientific method, which is to say that they have no evidence of anything, yet they Correct. still believe in it wholeheartedly. Correct. Which is uh, one of the biggest things about science is that you have to have evidence for stuff, generally <laughs> speaking. Uh, and Well, now well, there's, <laughs> there is, yeah. there's some evidence out there. Well, that's there's, the thing, is that sometimes the evidence is the lack of evidence in some cases, go. too, right? Yep, that's right. So anyway, Christian, were you ever obsessed with uh, cryptozoology, Bigfoot, your uh, your, lock, your your Nessies, your uh, Jersey Devils? Absolutely. Yeah, growing up, growing up on the cusp of the Midwest, uh, there was all sorts of stuff to be interested in. So uh, when the middle school library at my school had an entire cryptozoology section, Hell yeah. uh, so I would often check out books on the Jersey Devil and Mothman and Bigfoot. 
and all sorts mm-hmm. of different stuff. And uh, one of my favorite books growing up uh, was an account of the Loch Ness Monster that was published in like 1970 something that was just full of like all these really super blurry uh, yeah. pixelated or like pointillated uh, underwater photos of supposedly the Loch Ness sure. Monster. Absolutely scared the ever loving shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> but damn, did I love that book. So, yeah, I see. I probably read similar things. It's because, uh, you know, I went through, I think most uh, young boys went through like a shark phase and a dinosaur sure. phase and all yep. that. So, this was like right, uh, like to me, it was all the same thing as far as like I'm never going to see any of these things. So, they're pretty much like I'm never going to see a shark or a whale. Certainly not a dinosaur. <laughs> Bigfoot. Same thing, right? Like, does it really matter if it's real or not, you know? So, the idea of it, I mean, the idea behind all this stuff is really cool, which is why I think it's such a, um, has such a following to it, is because the idea of an eight to 10 foot gigantic ape man is at its core very cool. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> what about a five foot nine ape man? Okay. All right, also let's go cool. ahead and start reading some posts. <laughs> Well, not as cool, granted. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of ape men, user Lori Lan- Lancaster posted this on our Bigfoot over on Reddit. Anyone else fantasize about being abducted by a Bigfoot? Mm-hmm. Ever Alexander since- does, as we know. <laughs> Okay, that's going to keep coming. <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I've heard my dad talk about his brief, terrifying encounter with a Bigfoot creature back in the woods behind our house. That story petrified my sister and me. My fear turned to curiosity as I got older. One day, I realized that if a male Bigfoot is similar to a human male, he would have certain quote-unquote urges and desires. Hmm. I couldn't stop myself from wondering what would happen if a teenage girl like myself happened upon a similarly quote-unquote curious male Bigfoot. Hmm. Anyway, I have spent a lot of hours roaming the woods trying to find out. Hmm. So I went to Lori's profile over there on Reddit and found out that she's active in the following subreddits. uh, RBadDragon, which is a dildo subreddit. Hmm. RPegging. RStrapon. And RBBCSluts, where she left this comment. I'm really tired of clicking on BBC videos and it's just BC. Come on, Ooh. people. Just because it's black doesn't mean it's big. This one is average at best. And that was left on a porn gif. Uh, <laughs> Man, the idea of being active in porn <laughs> subreddits is... Truth. Hey Lori, how you doing? That's yeah. long. I haven't seen you. Hey, hey, Lori's back. L- Lori Lancat. That's her f- full name. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious what the uh, the BC that she saw. I would like to see uh, just how <laughs> unbig it is compared to <laughs> to mine. <laughs> I mean, look, if she's wanting. Bigfoot to take advantage of her. Like, yeah, she's looking for. for she's big. a size queen, old, yeah. old Miss Lancaster. Who Lori Lan? That sounds like a. That just that sounds like a sixth grade uh, teacher. <laughs> and uh, like, imagine a kid like, boy, I remember middle school with Miss Lancaster. Let me look her up oh, and see. What she's, oh my god! 
No. Mm. Well, I wonder there's we did a lot that of Lori uh, Lori Lancasters lesson, here on a uh, lesson plan. <laughs> there's a lot of Lori Lancasters on on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Wondering if I can if I can get my skew my search a little bit here. Look, yeah, I'm looking up uh, Lori Lancaster Bigfoot. Not a lot here, but no, too bad. Mm, something on Pinterest, which worst website on the planet. <laughs> well, speaking of the the old big boy, I found a video on YouTube of uh, a blurry Bigfoot sighting, as they all are. Uh, but what was most interesting was this comment left underneath. Okay, ready. I was about to commit suicide. I had nothing going for me and no reason to live. Then I decided that with my last day on Earth, I would go uncover the truth about Bigfoot. Because I really believe he's real. Out in the wilderness, I ran into a woman who was also looking to find him, and we got to talking. Fast forward six months and we are now happily married and it turned my life around completely. (laughs) Had it not been for Bigfoot, I'd be dead. He saved me and gave me a beautiful, loving marriage. Therefore, Bigfoot is real. Which, again, scientific method-wise is not the best uh, conclusion to that experiment. But uh, six months. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step out of character here for a minute hmm. and say that uh, this is kind of, kind of a touching story, if not Uh-oh. slightly alarming at the speed of which they got married. But you got to yeah. think, if you're a suicidal guy... Who uh, the only thing that's going to keep you from blowing your brains out is if you see Bigfoot and you just stumble <laughs> upon a woman who's also looking for. I mean, yeah, come on, you, you, <laughs> you strike while the iron's hot with that one, I guess. So, yeah, I guess that's technically true, uh, but I also think it's very pathetic. Now, <laughs> yeah, six months happily married after meeting in the in the woods. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I just feel like it's too soon to call it a beautiful, loving marriage because what's the what's the longest they waited? So, in other words, how long have they actually been married at this point? Oh, who knows? Uh, so let's let's just say a month, right? Okay, just to give sure. them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, so five months after meeting, they get married. Um, it's not enough time to to know. Uh, how beautiful and loving it is. Um, but I would also say, on to play devil's advocate to myself, uh, that these people are probably just crazy enough for it to work. <laughs> so. Yeah, probably. That's the yeah. thing. Can only imagine the various smells that emit from their, from their home at any given time. <laughs> um... <laughs> constantly cooking up stew for some reason just they're just they're big soup people uh, i bet it feel i bet it smells like bigfoot's dick remember that from uh anchorman yeah i do classic movie boy yeah i love and references speaking of bigfoot's dick okay hair aquarium posted this to our bigfoot the male bigfoot's penis uh. I listened to several Bigfoot podcasts. Several of the witnesses identify the animals as male because they saw, they say that they saw a penis hanging between their legs. In fact, I know of at least two shows in which the witness claimed that the creature had erections. 
My issue with this is that it would be very difficult for a male Sasquatch to go around pouncing on deer and other prey with its schlong swinging around. Animals generally do not do this. For example, a canine's wang retracts. Other predators' knobs are kind of tucked up under them out of the way. I don't know about apes and gorillas, but I am sure there are some experts around who can enlighten us on their pecker hygiene. It occurs to me that if this creature is really intelligent relative to humans, then it would stitch together a loincloth for hunting and other activities so its Johnson does not get ripped to shreds when it goes plowing through a briar patch or gets splinters in it when it climbs a tree. If these creatures are not smart enough to weave a loincloth out of twigs and vines, then natural selection would dictate that the male Sasquatch either has a small ding-dong, retracts it into its body like a canine, or that it has some kind of pouch in which to tuck it away. Are, are we to conclude that Bigfoot encounters that feature the animal having a hard-on are false? Personally, I think Bigfoot generally have small penises, but perhaps the dick gene is allowed to pass from generation to generation because it enables certain individuals to be the alpha males of the tribe, the breeder males, or studs. It could be part of some social hierarchy in which the big dong rules the clan and the little eunuch animals hunt for food and serve as guards. It is my conclusion that large pendulous cocks and Bigfoot do not go together. If these animals exist, and I believe they do, I think that they generally have small genitalia. But perhaps there are mutations out there, or that the large wedding tackle gene has not been eliminated yet through natural selection. I don't know. I do know that I tend to be much more skeptical of eyewitness reports in which it is claimed that the animal is sporting a great big shanker. Hmm. Boy, that was tedious. Oh, man. <laughs> how, many, how many synonyms for penis throughout there? That's pretty good. That guy is very proud of himself. Um uh, several Bigfoot podcasts, huh? Uh, yeah, m- more than one. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's several too many, I would say. Uh, what? Wh- okay, I'm gonna look up Bigfoot podcast. Okay, because okay. um, I'm curious what kind of stuff we actually have out there. What is your average Bigfoot? Okay, we have Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio. Is uh, seems to be the the number one. They just hit episode 100, it looks like. good for, No, no, 265. Okay, I was wrong. Uh, they're known by many names. Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yowie, Yeti, y- Almas, and the list goes on. You might wonder what it's like to have an encounter with a Sasquatch. Well, listen to the show and you'll hear eyewitnesses tell you what it was like. 260 episodes of that? 265 episodes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Cool. Wow. So that's one. Uh, we have the Bigfoot King of the Forest podcast. Um, they're only up to 48 episodes at this point. Uh, Bigfoot and the Citizen Scientist. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like one of those bad like Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Anyway, yeah, Hair Aquarium, uh, the user who posted that... Uh, uh, tedious post has since been suspended on Reddit. <laughs> so I'm going to guess it has something to do with anything along those lines, right? Yeah, probably. <clears throat> probably that would be the maybe the, the culprit or if not something similar to it. Uh, so speaking of uh, old uh, Almas, I've never heard that before. I've That's never heard that either. Another Bigfoot word. Found this on Twitter from user at Perf Paradox. The problem with cryptid culture 
is that a lot of creatures have cultural and spiritual significance that becomes bastardized and sensationalized by white kids on Tumblr, which becomes the face of the community, which isn't accurate at all to real-life folklore circles. Uh, also found, uh, went through their tweets, found a bunch of others from them. Bigfoot is an uncool cryptid. Ooh. Least favorite cryptid? Bigfoot. Don't like him. <laughs> I fucking hate Bigfoot. Bigfoot is at the bottom of the list of best cryptids, which to me means the worst cryptid. But sure. Uh, these were all made over the course of several years. So just had to pop in every once in a while and just like, by the way, I don't like Bigfoot still. If you guys were. <laughs> my, my, my views have not changed. <laughs> Unwavered. Yeah. Yep. Quarterly update on Bigfoot. Still not a fan. Yeah, the the eight foot ape man hybrid roaming the Pacific Northwest. That's a pass from me still. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just don't. I, I <laughs> being so vehemently against something that ninety eight percent does not exist. So that's cool. Ninety eight percent, really? I don't know. You that's can, pretty you high. Can't isn't commit it? tonight. You can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't do one hundred percent. I can't. You do. can't do. You can't even do ninety nine percent. Like you. I got. Like there's got to be a window there. Ninety nine. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna go ninety eight, just so I'm not complete. People think I'm completely crazy. I got. <sighs> I'm holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you. You and me both, brother. It's just like God. If if a Bigfoot showed <laughs> showed themselves to me, I'm I'm all in. Uh, in the meantime. Mm. Not, not, not. I'm gonna guess he's not real. Would be my <sighs> guess. Boy, we just lost half our listeners. Great, that's right. <laughs> so speaking, and including of twi- Alexander, who is <laughs> obsessed with the idea of kissing Bigfoot on the mouth. Just shooting. He's shooting his the stereo in his car as he's driving to work. Listen to this. <laughs> so speaking of Twitter, a lady named Caitlin Felix tweeted this thread. The Stramish with a white author appropriating an indigenous culture to sell her book has been hitting me the last few days. It's just extra, super duper confirms how much white people, myself included, still need to learn and work to learn. Ten years ago, I wanted to write a book about my favorite Mexican folktales slash cryptids, La Llorona, El Chupacabra, etc. I love these stories. Grew up with them. I'm from El Paso, Texas, adopted by a Mexican-American man. I feel culturally Latinx. Language food. Language food experiences, etc. But I am not Latinx. I am not Mexican American. I'm white, mostly able bodied, cisgender. In my naivety or ignorance, I wanted to take these special folk tales and share them with the world to share their beauty, their terror, their resonance. But they aren't my stories to tell. If I wrote those stories, even if I could reasonably claim that they were my own to tell, I would be taking a spot on the stage, a platform, and a voice away from a marginalized author. And the thought of doing that makes me sick. But only because I went went out and learned why. Appropriation doesn't always look like appropriation. Good intentions can do massive harm, which is why it's so important for white people to keep doing the emotional labor to learn and grow and make space for all voices that aren't our own. So after all that that she decided to write out on Twitter, she got zero faves and zero Ah, retweets on any of those tweets. Brutal, but awesome. Um, how much of a goddamn fucking blowhard 
massive ego idiot do you think that if you were to, as a white person, to write a book about chupacabras, it would do massive harm to <laughs> communities or whatever the fuck you're talking about? I don't want to be taking a spot on the stage. What stage are you talking about? That that famous stage of Latinx writers that uh, write about La Llorona and <laughs> Thunderbirds and uh, whatever else. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, there's... Like, you would write a book, you would send it to a publisher who would barely care enough to even publish it, and you would get, like, 250 bucks. And that would be the end of the stage <laughs> process for you or anybody. God. Yeah. Uh, it is very funny when someone has these big threads on Twitter with nothing. No, nothing on them. Just, yeah. that is brutal. Uh, I mean, I don't think she, I'm looking at, let me see, I'm trying to see how many followers she has to make. Well, she has 3,000 followers, you would think somebody. Oof. Also, she lives in, she, it says she lives in Switzerland. So, um, hmm. okay. Okay. And she, she's now writing uh, what appears to be Viking uh, fiction. Well, okay, she has 3,000 followers, but she's following 5,000 people. <laughs> so, yeah, no one's paying attention to her at all. Yeah, so this, so this is a lady who, is, who grew up in El Paso. Uh-huh. And uh, is now in Switzerland. Yeah, Switzerland. As a poet? Uh, hmm. And she's now writing a rip-roaring 10th century Viking tale. Hmm. Okay. She's a current member of the American Women's Club of Zurich. Seems hmm. problematic of some... There's something weird there, sure. Yeah, I'm going to guess she... Uh, oh, her, in- her Instagram is at to write truth, which is... Disgusting to me. <laughs> that is awful. <laughs> oh, glad no one likes her. Hey, speaking of uh, liking people, go to patreon.com slash report this post where you can great. prove that you like us by giving us $5 a month where you'll get this episode in full plus all the other episodes in full plus bonus episodes every week. And if you uh, glom on long enough, like our friend Alexander, you can pick a topic for the show. So go ahead and do that, folks. Uh, If you don't, you're a coward. (laughs) So I found a piece of art titled Beware the Mothman, posted on furaffinity.net, the website for furries. Uh, which we talked about back in episode 49, I believe. Wow. Whole episode dedicated to furries. Uh, this uh, wonderful uh, work of art was made by user The Rammers Cafe, and it features an extremely busty woman running from the Mothman. Caption says this, Shelby better be careful. There's danger that creeps about. And a user Sponder added, I'll have to fuck both of them, I guess. And uh, the Rammers Cafe (laughs) responded to that. You want to fuck the Mothman? To which Spawner said, I fuck everything here, my boy. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, God, just like, look, I'm just going to fuck them all, all right? Don't, no matter what picture I'm looking at, 
I'm, I'm just, just gonna, in, I'm yeah. just gonna fuck him. All right. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at this guy's thing, and it seems to be his theme is this uh, huge tittied woman uh, being molested by a number of different monsters. <laughs> like that's. Hey, you know what? You get a style, you stick with it. That's right. Um, oh yeah, he, it's uh, yeah, just he likes drawing women with massive cans and uh, like no Roseanne, <laughs> Roseanne Barr style <laughs> breasts. Let let me get this out. <laughs> like it's her entire torso is just one big tit. Is what it, it is. It really is. Uh, and Sponder, oh if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at guy with lewds. Great. So, well, um, uh, Mo- Mothman does seem to be a popular cryptid that people want to jack off to for whatever reason. So, um, he on, folks uh, just want to rub one out to that big bug guy or whatever. Sponder has this great. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and send this to you via Twitter right now. Um, this okay. great picture that he just that he posted uh, the other oh, day. No. <laughs> No. Uh, well, it's a series of pictures, to be fair. There you go. Um, it's called, it's a reference sheet commission, which basically it's uh, a drawing of a uh, a character that he drew from oh several different God. angles. <laughs> and uh, it's quite a sight. So this is a, <laughs> this is a lo- extra large border collie furry thing right yes it is uh nine uh, foot eight inch <laughs> nine foot eight seven hundred and one pounds pronouns are she her body type is muscular slash weightlifter oh my god and uh it is a yeah a standing border collie woman with long hair massive tits uh the second picture shows that she's wearing a bikini that was, also has a butt plug built into it. <laughs> what the fuck is with and the And then the plug? third one is, is this red dress number, and then and then the fourth one's dressed like a uh, like a oh, hot topic employee. Yeah, hot topic <laughs> with a uh, ripped black pants, leather boots, uh, plaid shirt. Yeah, that's it. This is a this is a <sighs> hot hot number. Uh, not for use by anyone except the owner or artist. Do not distribute or copy. Wonder what this guy is about. Do podcast. not jack off. To <laughs> you are not allowed to orgasm upon viewing this picture. This is for reference only. Well, that is a great, great profile. Let's see. Here's another one. Oh, man, someone being fucked. Uh wow. Oh boy. You know what? I'm just gonna send oh my god. I'm just gonna send this one to you. We won't talk about it, but uh save that for later. <clears throat> I think I know what you're gonna do. <laughs> that is amazing. No, that wasn't the one I was <laughs> <laughs> But look at what is that? Is that Jar Jar Binks? Uh huh. That's a gun gun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I can't even. I, folks, you're gonna have to find it yourself and uh, really enjoy it. There is some wow. What? <laughs> <Great>. Well, 
speaking of stuff that like that, is great. I uh, yes. I found this over on DeviantArt, uh, but it mm. is not an image of Mothman uh, getting his back blown out by the Jersey Devil. Sorry, everybody. Mm. Um, it's actually a text post titled "Is Drawing Cryptids Racist?" written by user Titaz. And I want to make a note here that this post deals with character adopts, which is where an artist draws an original character and then sells it to another artist so that then they can Mm. draw it. Gotcha. Really weird. So, due to a lot of the comments in my latest Wendigo adopt, I feel like I need to make myself clear on some things on how I feel. And not to be rude or anything, but... It is not racist to purposely misinterpret a cryptid out of inspection for artistic freedom. As an artist, I feel I can pretty much draw whatever I want, regardless if anyone likes it, because I love drawing. It's what I do, and personally don't like others telling me what I can't draw this or that because of an opinion. Now telling me I'm racist and disrespectful for making an adopt for the purpose of profit on a misrepresented cryptid is a bit much, and to be honest, rather rude in in and of itself. There are so many other adopts that are based on cryptids, werewolves, fae, centaurs, anything under the sun there is an adopt on it. And not all are spot on representations of them, and that's the beauty of art. It can be anything you want. But I also don't see them getting hollered at for for misrepresenting the creature or being disrespectful of the native people. My Wendigo adopt should be no different. So, tell me, is it racist to sell cryptid adopts? And I'm talking all cryptids, because picking just one would be a bit weird. And uh, hmm. Evo Doka replied, wait, what? How is drawing a cryptid racist? It's just a make-believe creature. I imagine if I drew a Yeti in blackface, then it could be a tad racist. But frankly, I don't see many people do that at all. So how is it racist to draw a cryptid? And the OP responded, I mean, I've seen a Yeti drawn with a black face, but I don't think it would ever see people freak out over it. The black skin would help absorb heat and the white coat would be for camouflage. It's an interesting concept. I agree. So this this uh, that, that DVR is a person fun concept doesn't even know what blackface <laughs> is. But they man, literally just, just imagine. like <laughs> imagine Harry from Harry and the Hendersons just <laughs> blackface, red lips, just <laughs> running through the streets of uh, what Seattle, wherever they were. Yep, yep. Yeah, great movie by the way. Watched that a lot as a kid. It was in the rotation. Oh, for sure. Also uh, got that at the library. <laughs> yeah? Part of my research. Yeah, part of my research. So sure. you just had like a whole whole trip, a whole Bigfoot trip figured out, huh? I had I had a Harry and the Henderson. I might still have it, actually. A, a plush doll from that movie. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Of uh, John Lithgow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> found this post on our science behind cryptids which is a uh, an interesting uh, subreddit uh, this is posted by user 94reth2 a couple years ago i was waiting at the, my bus stop and i saw something come out of the woods across the road it was white or gray from what i could see in the dim street lamp light it was on all fours so first thought it was a coyote or dog because we have a bunch down here But it was actually kind of big, and I was already a little scared when it stood up, and I could actually see that it was more humanoid. I have bad eyesight, so on all fours and hunched, just looked like a big skinny dog or something. But upright, it was clearly arms and then legs. 
I was already backing away towards a neighbor's house, getting ready to jump their fence when it walked behind the house across the street and vanished. I only say vanished because there's a tall fence along the backyard of that house, so unless it jumped over, then I would have seen it walk out the other side of the yard. So does anyone know what it could be? <laughs> uh, no real good answers on that, um, but I did look into their uh, posting history, and I found mm-hmm. two very other interesting threads that they started over on, on Reddit. My mom lifted my shirt up all the way and grabbed my tit in front of the family. <laughs> And the other one is, uh, I think my dad has sexual thoughts or desires for me. Um, Boy. <laughs> this, per- this person has a lot of stuff going on <laughs> in their life, huh? Uh, some issues with the parents, I would uh-huh. uh, possibly consider to be oh a my thing. God. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> Just hang out with the fam. Your mom just walks up and lifts one of your tits out. What the fuck? Um, There's some stuff missing from uh, probably oh, everything here. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, she's, she's seen a... Uh, saw some sort of skinwalker creature or something. <laughs> yeah. But also saying, I have bad eyesight. He's like, okay, so it's probably just, just a dub, right? You just saw da- oh, it's just an old old guy picking up trash, wearing like a, a tan jumpsuit, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's it's the dog man of yeah. Illinois." <laughs> I knew he was real. I'm gonna guess this is a little more southern than Illinois, based on uh, the, uh, the well, other. With the, uh- <laughs> both parents uh, wanting to fuck me thing. Oh, that's terrible. That's yeah. no good. It's really no good. It's actually bad. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you know, I think you say uh, good luck. Good, yeah, good luck. Uh, hope your mom Thank doesn't God dump speed. your tit out again wherever yeah. <laughs> in the middle of Walmart or whatever. So, have fun with that. Ooh. So, uh, a guy named Frank Fish, whose profile states that he studied at Mothman University, mm. posted this to the Mothman Contact Group over on Facebook. Thank you to all the people who are open and curious who have joined this group. Mothman is an enigma. Maybe it's all rubbish. Maybe there's something profound in the human experience where such entities throughout known history appear, haunt, and guide us. Who knows? And a guy named Tony Hatton responded, He is an omen of death and disaster, not a superhero. So he spelled superhero wrong. Mm -hmm. To which Frank replied, Who knows? Uh, So then Tony tagged Frank and commented, I lived in Point Pleasant TNT area. The building where the Mothman was supposedly supposed to live was at the end of my street. I drove or walked by there every day and was inside the building several times, but never seen him. The TNT area was very creepy. I walked in it all the time, always armed. I have heard many stories from the local people. They all believe he is an omen of death. But, like you say, who knows? He may be a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he might be, yeah. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about Mothman. I remember I watched the Richard Gere movie like 15 years ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what is this Moth Mothman guy's whole thing? What's he about? Mothman was there in Point Pleasant, uh, which is, is it Tennessee or Virginia? I always get that mixed up. But uh, supposedly what happened is he started appearing, West Virginia. Uh, supposedly this entity started appearing around town and then like accidents started happening 
And then the biggest thing that happened was that a bridge collapsed like the last time he was seen by a large group of people. Um, and that was supposedly every time he was seen, something bad happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happened in, what is this? Uh, Silver Bridge. Collapsed in 1967 is when that happened. Gotcha. So not really sure uh there's other stories that it might be a giant owl it might be an alien it might be a ghost a demon so mothman is a very uh flexible cryptid i would Mm. say when it comes to who and what he is yeah i mean just like i guess all all cryptids there's a a lot of different ways you can go with it and uh uh, I, I do remember in that movie there was the scene where like the Mothman supposedly like flashed in front of the car or something like that. There's that. There's like a flash in the mirror and stuff. I remember and, being uh, pretty spooky at the time. That movie's pretty good. Uh, that one has more of like an um, alien men in black kind of like men in black like uh, demon kind of thing going on with it. Uh, so yeah, it's cool though. It's a good movie. Rich, one of the better Richard Gere movies I would say. That's right. There's actually a lot of really bad ones. He's uh, <laughs> yeah, he's done a lot are. of dog shit. It turns out, but uh, uh, good luck to good luck to Mister Gear. Okay, great. Uh, I found this interesting thread on our Bigfoot, Bigfoot and black people. Do not give into your inclination to be offended by the title of this post. That is merely PC poison in your veins. There is nothing remotely racist about this post. Blacks do do go into the into the woods to enjoy the outdoors through activities like hunting, fishing, camping, etc. But blacks only make up 13% of the population. Also, not many blacks actually go into the woods. Only a very small percentage of them are active in the wild outdoors. Therefore, I suspect that all of the humans that regularly go into the woods in North America, probably less than 1% of them are black. Why bring this up? My point here is that Bigfoot is not used to seeing black folks. This may provoke certain responses by a Sasquatch when it sees a black person, such as 1. Confusion, 2. Fear, 3. Trepidation, and 4. Curiosity. I believe that all of these are responses that can work to our advantage. All of these potential responses will cause a Bigfoot some amount of pause, and this slight pause may be the difference between getting off a kill shot and not. The fact is, Sasquatch does not regularly see black people. Chances are better than not that when a Squatch sees a black person, it will be the first time it's ever seen him. <laughs> it may get scared and freak out, or it may stand there and stare. I think a technique worth trying is to take a black person on some hunts. See how the Squatch population reacts to the black person and take note. I'm aware of no other groups that have tried this, so I'll be very interested to see the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have the results from <laughs> from that squatch black black bring a, bring your black to squatch hunt day. Take, take, <laughs> taking my one black friend into the woods with me to desensitize Bigfoot to people of color. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, Jerry in accounting, I know we haven't really talked much, but uh, do you want to go hunting with me? The guy's like, what the fuck? No, uh, no, no, hear me out. It's for science. <laughs> I want to see if you, you can attract Basically, a Basically, you're going to be bait for me and, uh, so I can shoot a Sasquatch. 
either I, I don't know if Bigfoot's going to be uh, scared by you or more, more comfortable. I don't know quite yet. I'm I'm still working out the kinks. Uh, yeah, he just may kind murder of you. you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm, all right. Hey, we got nothing else going on this week. Let's give it a shot. God damn. Yeah. Uh, no follow up to that, so we'll, we may never know. Uh, but uh, if anyone else out there wants to do some uh, some research, let uh, do it. Then uh, take your one black friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> call that into one the show. black friend we all have. Let us know Ugh. how it goes. And that'll do it for this week's uh, preview of the full episode of Cryptozoology. Of course, the full episode is available over on patreon.com slash report this post. Five bucks a month. You get the whole episode plus every other whole episode plus bonus episodes every goddamn week. The posts never stop, folks. People will never, ever stop posting, ourselves included. Uh, just a reminder, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at Irish First Slaves. You can follow Christian on Twitter at T.S. Steinbacher or whatever the hell his last name. I never remember his actual last name. Uh, I think I even have in, in my phone, I have his last name spelled wrong and I never even bothered figuring out what it is. It's some weird German shit. Uh, who cares? Reportthispost.com is the website. Newly renovated. I uh, made the entire thing in HTML. Uh, in Notepad using knowledge that I learned o- over 20 years ago. It's a fantastic-looking, beautiful website. It has all the stuff you need. It has an episode list for everything. It has a link to all of our, to our Patreon, to our store, to the Buy an Episode topic, which a lot of folks have been asking about, uh, I assume. Not, not to us directly, but I'm sure they've been asking someone. Uh, anyway, have a great uh, day. <laughs> <laughs>